welcome to another episode of National Energy Talk. I'm your host, Mark Stansbury. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to mention to each of you that uh, the book, America Needs America's Energy and Its Natural Resources, a monograph, is uh, on uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon as far as ebook version. So I uh, hope you'll go to Amazon and Barnes & Noble to look at the monograph, America Needs America's Energy and Its Natural Resources, and look forward to discussing these issues with you as uh, time progresses. We'll be talking about crude oil and natural gas, wind, solar, hydrogen, and other natural resources on upcoming episodes. And hopefully the monograph will be a good tool for you to use, not only listening to the episode, but on a daily basis as well. A lot of subjects are going on as far as discussions with regard to energy issues and views. Almost every minute of the day seems like there's something being talked about when it comes to energy when it comes to infrastructure and solutions and so forth, and definitely want you to keep you advised on those kind of things. And in fact, uh, the column uh, that I write in Oilman Magazine, another uh, column article is coming out very soon. And so go to Oilman Magazine, also Energies Magazine, have had article there as well, and uh, Oilman Magazine. And so I thank uh, the publisher there, Emmanuel Sullivan, for his support as well. Well, talking about solutions, Align Energy Solutions. We have with us today, Phil Rice. Phil is out of Dallas, a strategic partner with Align Energy Solutions, and that's alignenergysolutions.com. We had Phil and Ashley on episode 14, and Ashley Nichols is also a strategic partner, and she can't be on today. We'll have her back with Phil, hopefully in the next few weeks, to discuss more of what Align's up to. I appreciate his determination to make the energy industry a better industry. And I say that in the sense that we have some opportunities and challenges ahead of us in the energy industry, and it's pretty broad. So, Phil, if you will, if you go over the overview of where you are today and the update from the last time we discussed. Yes, absolutely. Mark, thank you so much for inviting me back. It's a pleasure to be here on National Energy Talk. And so Align Energy Solutions, in a very succinct way, is offering holistic pathways to the future of energy in three specific categories of discovery, of leadership, and solutions. So when we're talking about discovery, really what we do in a practical way is we come into a company, we do a series of interviews, surveys, we review documents, data, branding, all of the above. And through that process, what we're really looking for is authenticity and alignment in company story, purpose, values, and impact. That's an internal alignment and external alignment or cultural alignment. What we're really looking for is cultural resonance. So things like sustainability, diversity, inclusion, social good, placemaking, mental health. And our premise is if a company can authentically align these components, both internally and culturally, they have some incredible ingredients when it comes to client attraction and retention, as well as talent attraction and retention. So if a company can align in these spaces, we've discovered that these are incredible ingredients for a thriving culture and connectedness, both internally and externally. So that's our discovery process. And that discovery includes interviews and surveys for holistic discovery, as well as a roadmap 
for key areas of talent, client, and industry. And then when we're going into leadership as our second piece of the puzzle, to support current leadership on the pathway to integrated solutions, we know that change is not easy, nor does it just happen by chance. Uh, but so we work to support leadership through that process. And then finally, not only do we offer a roadmap, but we come to support leadership with boutique operational solutions to augment and supplement in-house talent. Well, when you're talking about a roadmap and you're talking about discovery and leadership and solutions, it's definitely providing a pathway. That's and right. those pathways, and I say plural because it's it's definitely you know including so many different areas of interest and concern these days. Uh, I know that I've been on the board of several corporations and uh, nonprofits as well. I find that the challenges that a board member has, it really starts really at the staff level because mm -hmm. staff level, a lot of times they're concerned of how to report to the manager or who's ever over them at the time, as well as the vice presidents and the president up to the CEO and then also the chair of the board. And they're reluctant sometimes to really discuss certain issues that could really help. I mean, as I've talked before, I gave a talk, uh, given a talk uh, through the last several years on the digital transformation from the whiteboard to the boardroom. Mm -hmm. That's really connecting. I like to say connect because that you have to connect to have the proper pathway. And a lot of times you discoveries going back to the, the staffer who has a great idea or has a, has an idea of how to change things or to help or maybe have has a a way to, to in, in incorporate a better, I would say, digital transformation pathway. And yet they're not really being listened to on the management side. And it's not because sometimes the management doesn't want to listen. Sometimes the staff doesn't know how to go about to get the message to the right person because of the chain of idle in a sense. So how do you go about that? I, I know discovery, that's part of it. But once you find this, you discover this, have you found ways to find an easier path to success? Because it's very difficult communicating. Of course, it's communication uh, and messaging. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about that? Mark, that's a great question. You're absolutely right when it comes to that whiteboard of the boardroom concept and the connection between those two. One of the things that's really helpful is we really act as a liaison to both parties. So... We are strategic, so we, we can really relate to the, the board. We can relate to wanting to make things work from that larger perspective, but we're also very familiar with implementation and what it takes to get from A to B, from A to Z. And so we really can relate with the whiteboard as well. So it's the strategy, not just the strategy and macro that you're going to get in the boardroom, but the strategy uh, on the ground with an emphasis on tactics and implementation. And so a part that we play is translators. So we're listening to everybody. We're listening to the board. We're listening to those who are in the day-to-day. -day. We're working to see what their goals are, what feels like it's missing, what is lacking, what's going well, honestly. You know, what are the pieces that are inspiring and exciting on both of those fronts? And then from there, we can really weave together a narrative. And that's that's really where the roadmap comes in. We've taken inventory, we've listened, we've heard, we've had engagement with each of these parties. And then we can create an integrated roadmap that includes successes, it includes obstacles, as well as gaps. And then from that detailed strategic roadmap, we're able to not only say, here's, here's a list of things that would be helpful to do, but if you don't have them, here are 
here are the five tools that we would recommend or the five individuals that we would recommend to lead that project. So we we don't just come to the table with a lot of good ideas, but we're ready to roll up our sleeves and get in the weeds with everybody uh, as well. Really the ultimate result of working with Align Energy, I like to use the example of the Mayo Clinic. If you're sick in any any dramatic way, you go to your primary care physician, which could take a while to get into, then you're passed off to a specialist. And then if that doesn't work, you're passed off to another specialist. And you might be connecting with a bunch of different experts in a bunch of different areas, but you don't gain momentum because there's no communication happening. But when you walk into the Mayo Clinic, you know, you sit down with one doctor, they diagnose, you get a note and referral to somebody down the hall, and they take you through a process. And you have, you know, you might do that four or five or six times. But the difference is each of those experts are communicating together about your specific case. And so when you walk out of the Mayo Clinic, you are confident that you have had a series of engagements that are very integrated and that at the end, you're looking at a holistic change and not just a specific shot at a specific symptom. I'm glad you said that. I know we covered this somewhat with both you and Ashley in episode 14. And that so many times we, you know, I've gone to so many different retreats and and activities with boards and staff and so forth. Mm-hmm. And we spend a, a day, sometimes even two or three days, even a week at times or a weekend to go over plans and strategies and all those things. But a lot of times things drop. Yeah. And I find that more often than not that, that it's going to be dropped. And so with your activity through a line, you're definitely not only coming up with solutions, but I, again, you talk about the roadmap mm-hmm. and pathway. Yeah. And I like the example you have about Mayo Clinic because that really is true. It's it's not going to work unless you do have the communication and the workings together because there's so many expertise. I mean, I mentioned that a minute ago about the oil and gas industry alone is very, yeah. di- you know, it's probably diverse as far as uh, all the different things that are involved, you know, uh, to get uh, just oil alone from the location all the way to production and to the filling station. And so are we really communicating things properly? Are we are we looking at proper discovery? Are we looking at true leadership, getting the best out of folks? Because leadership is not just at the top CEO level. It's not just totally. at the room. And, and then the solutions. You've really answered quite a bit already of this, but can you elaborate more on how, you know, how is a line so unique? that somebody in the energy business needs to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that we're really unique is that we position ourselves as the orchestra conductor. So when we come in and engage a company, we're not your branding agency. We're not your marketing agency. We're not your financial advisor. We're not your HR department who are brought in to answer very specific questions in a very specific way and to solve specific problems. So when we come in and look at a company, just like the Mayo Clinic example I use, a company might come to us and say, we're not totally sure what feels off, but we are losing momentum and so we will go in and no matter no matter where the conversation starts in terms of we think we have a branding problem or we're losing momentum in marketing, we're losing momentum in HR and hiring, everybody starts in the same place. And that is the holistic discovery process. 
And the reason that that's the case is because we want to get a snapshot of the whole ecosystem. And so at the end of the process, we may still focus primarily on, say, the marketing issue, but our clients can rest assured that our decisions around marketing are very integrated with what's happening in the rest of the company. And so there are no one-off solutions. There are only integrated solutions because just like the human body, how everything impacts everything else. It's the same in a company. You might think that you have one problem, but a solution could actually include something on the other side of the company, whether it's HR, communications, or what have you. And so that's why we sit in a unique place as we're engaging a company from the boardroom side, as well as the whiteboard side. And we're looking at the company holistically to solve each and every problem. Could you expand more on the ultimate results? I know you've you're talking about that to a certain degree also. For sure. But I, I ultimate results, again, you, you're unique. Uh, you're, you know, you're definitely uh, have a, uh, a approach, an approach that is unique and different from the standpoint of success potentially for, for others. But I think the, the ultimate results, how do you go from your first meeting? In fact, you, we talked about this in episode 14 about, you may meet with with a group for half a day, and then it goes into mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a month, maybe two months, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that scheduling and going from scheduling all the way through the ultimate results and how long does it take to get these ultimate results? And I know that has to be more specific in that if we're just talking about one specific area, let's yeah. say land yeah. or, or geology department. Yeah. And it may be one part of that department that you're working on, but we're talking about a company-wide, you know, is it, is it simple or can it be expanded to get ultimate results? Yes, absolutely. That's a, thank you for the framework. And that's a great question. Again, in the same way that if somebody comes to us and says, I think our, you know, to use the example, I think our marketing is lacking momentum. We get a snapshot through the discovery process of the entire ecosystem of a company. The three main areas that we're really leaning into are talent, client, and industry. And what I mean by talent is, do you have the ingredients as a company to develop authentic engagement with your team, not only in the moment, but that lasts and develops loyal talent that sticks around and brings their best to both the work and the environment? or clients. So lasting authentic connections with your clients. Is a client looking at your company as uh, as a quick solution to a problem? Or are they looking at your company as a company that really hears them, as a company that really feels advocated for by them in industry? So Uh, Are you leading your industry? It's one thing to lead an industry with a product. Hey, we're the best at creating this product or this service of anybody else. That may be true for a while, but, you know, in... (laughs) In the world of capitalism, um, that doesn't last forever from one iteration to the next. And so we really believe that to lead an industry is not only to be the expert in a particular field, but also to lead culturally with ethical resonance. So the companies that are that are winning right now in our current climate are not just the companies with the best products, but the companies with the best products and that listen to what the culture is saying. And it's not just a PR campaign to mitigate 
some kind of piece of media or something like that. But but truly, are we as a company fortified through this concept of ethical residence? Are we as a company listening to the culture? Are we listening to our employees? our talent and our clients for what they need in their life. Are they living sustainably? Do they have enough income? Where are we in terms of our pay and offerings compared to other leaders in the industry and things like that? So uh, industry really does round the corner after we've talked through talent and client. Industry is really the grand finale of let's tie this all together beautifully. And so in terms of the ultimate offering, when a company is fully aligned, they lead in talent, in client, and in industry. And so no matter where a company begins, we our ultimate goal is to bring them to the forefront in those three categories. I really like what I hear because it, it really... I mean, as I talked about all these uh, retreats I've been to and all those kind of things, I find that uh, we a lot of times even a board evaluation is filling out forms. Yeah. They're listening. Those that are taking the notes, <laughs> those that are asking the questions, they're listening, but they're listening really for what they what you put down on these notes. And a lot of times, yeah, uh, it's not, I would say, authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're trying to say. We're not only listening, but we're authentic with this. So we're not going to give you a form that's going to be looks like everyone else's or that just uh, pertains, you know, other companies that we've worked with. You really model it off of what's going to help that particular group. And I think of lead, uh, L-E-A-D, being listen, which you do, and authentically listen, and the E being execute. And so you're not just letting, after you listen, you're going to be executing and you're, the A is analyzing. Mm-hmm. You analyze this, you take it further than just execution analyzing, but then you deliver. And what I yes. mean by that is, is that sometimes what's missing in lead, you have, you listen, you execute, you analyze, and it stops. And then here what you've done is gone the extra step of you're delivering. And, it, and to deliver gives you that pathway on this roadmap to success. And I, I think this idea of striving for energy efficiency and environmental preservation can be accomplished because of that determination through leading the right way to lead. And you're yeah. doing it through a line. Man. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, Mark. And I would just love to hear, you know, as somebody who is very familiar with the energy industry, and who is also very familiar with Align and our process. What kind of a value do you see as somebody who's been on the boardroom side, who's been in the white, uh, on the whiteboard side? Uh, I'd just love to hear a few practicals of, of how, you, how you resonate with us, specifically in the energy industry. Well, I find there's, instead of competing with each other, which I find that's very often in the energy industry, not mm. on purpose by any means, it, it's, it's more like, we're a service uh, company, we're a service industry, we're a exploration company, we're a you know, utility company. These are defined by what the mm-hmm. role is, which is fine. But how can we bring all these different entities and interest in the sector, energy sector and the different uh, industries together, energy industries, to work together to accomplish even more? And we, we definitely have to look and think differently than what we have in the past because our workforce, the workforce is going to be looking different from the standpoint of those that are going to be entering the workforce. Uh, going to be looking for retention and, and, uh, and recruitment and all these things. 
it's it's a whole new audience that we're going to have to bring to the forefront. And we can't do that by thinking the old way, even though there's great things from, I want to say the old way in quotations, uh, it's great things to come from that. And, and we should listen to what uh, can be provided that way. But we're also going to need to listen to those that have some great suggestions and advice also and try to incorporate that as well. So it's, it's basically a marriage of different ideas of how yeah. to get the next steps. And I find that whether it's diversity and inclusion, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, in, environmental solutions uh, as far as uh, ESG, environmental social governance, it, does it mean that we're going to have to automatically change our ways and go directly into ESG? And, and I think that's the, it's almost a threat to many because instead of saying, here's what we can do to accomplish some things through ESG, ESG and through you know uh, diversity and inclusion and so forth, is is there a way to work together to say you know and this is where Align comes in? Align's yeah. going to say here's the solution is it's not going to be overnight. You're step by step by step by step, and then all of a sudden you've got both uh, the, again. I'll use the whiteboard to the boardroom of how we all hold hands to get to success. And that's the roadmap that Align provides is that we we can, you know, none of these things are bad mm -hmm. unless they bring down the industries or sectors. And and the goal is to how to make it better. Yes. How can we make the energy sector better? And and there's ways to do that. And then we're getting the best talent. We have a better industry. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, and provide true leadership through again this discovery, and all of a sudden at the end you have, as I say, you deliver. You have the solutions, and that's what uh, I I feel is is missing, and necessary. We don't go. I don't want to go through the action of, and I've seen it too many times. Just go through the action, the motions of going through forms and filling it out, and everybody's happy and everybody leaves. Yeah, yeah. We can't change the <laughs> can't change the world that way, and I mean change. No, the I can't. Just in a very positive way. I don't mean it just to, definitely not in a political way. This is yeah. a truly uh, in, uh, in a management standpoint, management solutions. Yeah, I love that perspective. The way that you said that, I mean, I, I agree. I think realizing that this energy transition that we're experiencing globally, that this transition will take all of us being the best that we can be. And our goal really is to be a key solution amidst that transition and in a holistic way, helping to give companies a pathway as we together move towards the future of energy. It takes all of us and it takes communication, connection, and the ability to really walk through some of these things with new eyes. You've been listening to Phil Rice, strategic partner of Align. We hope that you'll come back soon and discuss further about Align. And again, the website, AlignEnergySolutions.com. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of National Energy Talk. Thank you.